and welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships, and life itself. And it's all about that, life itself, today. In this hour, we are asking, what would nature do? As we are seeking answers and solutions for success in life. Nature is such a great guide, both metaphorically and literally. Nature provides us with answers everywhere if we look for them. We have a great guest today, and we will be talking about her book, Nothing Bad Happens in Life, Nature's Way of Success. Welcome again to today's episode of An Organic Conversation. Our topic is What Would Nature Do? Answers and Solution for Success in Life. We host Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And Sita Rani Palomar. There was such an interesting evolution to get to this show today. We, you know, we kind of started throwing around the idea when Muriel Hemingway's recent book came out and it explores the idea of what would nature do, but in a way that's encouraging you to put more nature-focused, sustainably-focused decisions into your life. And the the idea, though, of what would nature do seemed like, well, how can the the processes of nature inform the processes of human life as if they were two separate things, but somewhat metaphorical, as you said, Helga, somewhat literal, but really looking at that nature's way for guidance in the choices that we make every day. Yeah. Actually, we started off, I think, by making all of us individually making lists of, you know, how how would we apply the topic of what would nature do um, for a show in this regard? And uh, Mark, I think you came up with like rosemary shampoo and I came up with hangers in the closet that are made out of specific wood that avoids mo- or, you know, offends moths. Uh, so like really looking for literal applications of nature in right. lives. But of course, it's it's way bigger. It's way bigger than that. Yeah. And so <laughs> what was so great about the conversations? We kept going, no, that's not it. No, we're not quite there. <laughs> and in looking around, we found... Um, a website called The Way of Tao, and that really kind of hit on where we wanted to go with the show, and that was what was really so cool because it just it actually just really we fell into it, and it made complete sense. Kind of like what happens when you go take a walk in the natural in the natural world. Yeah, and again, nature is so much bigger than you know the the real life solutions to an application, and then you can also sit in silence in nature and be inspired. But there is actually, as you said, see a, a literal application, literal application um, of the, there's a reason why there's a season, for example, and you mark in produce. There's a reason why collard greens in winter bring us the sun because they are filled with green sunlight. Um, so if you really look at the design overall of nature, it's fascinating um, how much it serves us. Or actually, Sita, you're right, funny to put it even that way, how when we are part of that fluidity of what's happening, occurring, um, for example, in seasons, we have you know, a much easier life. And you had a great example, Sita, um, about seasons and cycles. Well, about about women's cycles, actually, because the a woman's cycle is 28 days and the moon phases are 28 days from new moon to new moon or full moon to full moon, however you count it. And, you know, we are bodies of water, so we're affected by the moon cycles and, and women in particular, their menstrual cycle is affected by the moon cycle and our hormones are affected by the moon cycle. So knowing that you're, you're kind of chemically or... Or, you know, as far as your hormones and your water and everything are concerned, are going to change every week. It affects your behavior and your mood to a certain extent. And if you could take the information about the body and 
and what what is happening in your body at that time as a way to meet the world so that if you're really actually in a more introspective phase based on your hormones and your cycles, that you actually take the wisdom of being more introspective in the way you relate to the world, you're going to find that you live a little bit more harmoniously. And actually men uh, do go through a similar cycle. It's just not known because we don't bleed, um, at least not not visibly. But um, you know, there are many, many studies and books out where men have the same or a very, very similar cycle throughout the month because every life is affected by the moon. We had a great show on biodynamic with Jonathan Fry from Fry Vineyards in that regard. Like Life is designed by stars, moon. Like We're all affected by the planets, by what comes closer. We had a record tide a couple of weeks back um, with, the, with the largest moon of the year. Um, the low tide drew you know, lots of water out of the bay. There were whole bays within the um, San Francisco Bay Delta that were dry in the morning. So it's, we are literally affected by it. So to say, you know, men are not really part of that. No, every life form is affected by it. It's beautiful. I think that's a show we should do because I, I, like you said, it's not a topic that's covered very frequently, but understanding the male cycle as well. We will. Okay, Marcus, <laughs> nodding happily. You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helbert. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. <laughs> and today we're talking about guidance in life that can be found in nature. What would nature do? Answers and solutions for success in life. That and more when we come back. Stay tuned. Are you a chef, have a catering business or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Want to feel your absolute best this summer? Full of energy, clarity, and health? Join Bowman College founder Dr. Ed Bowman at our Vitality Fasting Retreat for the ultimate therapeutic mind and body cleanse. Detoxify, renew, and start fresh through a fun and rejuvenating week-long retreat at the beautiful Stillheart Institute in Woodside, California. The Bowman College Vitality Fasting Retreat is held August 17th through the 23rd and space is limited, so sign up today. For more information, visit bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. Working from home is awesome, except when it's not. If you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co-working is the answer. Next Space is a co-working company with offices in LA and the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built-in community, and great networking opportunities at Next Space. Visit nextspace.us for more information. Next Space. Your best work happens here. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Our topic today is what would nature do? Answers and solutions for success in life. In this hour, we are talking with the author of Nothing Bad Happens in Life, Nature's Way of Success, about the literal and metaphorical wisdom that lies in nature and that one can find if we know how and where to look for it. 
We had a great episode on biomimicry a few months back in which we explored nature's design and how it is influencing and inspiring man-made designs and projects. So today, this is kind of a part two of that show as we are again looking to nature for answers to our life's challenges. What would nature do? Answers and solutions for success in life. And we are speaking today with Kari Honey, author and an expert in how to let nature guide us through life. That's what's coming up here in just a minute. And what's coming up right now is our weekly tip from the world of health and beauty. Here's Chef Sita and her holistic bite. Thank you, Helga. Well, I've been in the habit of reading labels my entire life, food labels particularly, because I was raised a vegetarian, and that's how I ensured that the food I purchased and the food I ate didn't contain any animal ingredients that I didn't want. But since I started working in the field of holistic health, I've added some other things onto that list of no-no items when I check for ingredients on any package of food that I buy. And there are some ingredients that I feel universally should be avoided at all times and at all costs. And these are the three that are on my list, and I'm going to tell you why. The first one is hydrogenated oils. And, you know, for me, I think that there's a, I think for, for a lot of people, there's some mystery around what that is because some people just refer to it as trans fats. But the, the hydrogenated oils are basically un, unsaturated oils that started out liquid that we decided we wanted to have solid. So it had more shelf stable life and maybe could have a little bit more functionality in somewhat of an unnatural way. And they tend to be things like corn oil, soy oil, coconut or palm oil. And in order to get it solid at room temperature, they actually change the molecular structure by adding hydrogen atoms. That's why it's called hydrogenated. And in this process of making it solid, they're applying so much high heat and a lot of high pressure that they're actually making the oils rancid. And when the oil goes rancid, it, it actually has free radicals and free radicals are damaging to our cells. In fact, they are precancerous. So I avoid hydrogenated oils. Absolutely. Because there's no room for putting something in my body that makes me more likely to develop cancer down the line. Another thing that I always avoid is high fructose corn syrup. And the name suggests that there's quite a lot of fructose in this ingredient. And the process, when they, when they increase the fructose in this corn syrup, the fructose molecules are unbound. And that means that they can more immediately be absorbed into the body. And this quick absorption can lead to an insulin spike. And a recent study done at Princeton University found that consumption of high fructose corn syrup not only increases weight gain, but also triglycerides in the blood. And these are key factors that can signal obesity. Then the third item that I avoid is MSG. And I think a lot of people are looking out for MSG these days. They've noticed that they may get headaches or heart palpitations as a result of eating this flavor enhancer. But it isn't always written as MSG on the label. Sometimes it's written as its full name, which is monosodium glutamate. And monosodium glutamate was classified as an excitotoxin by a, a neurosurgeon called um, by the name of Dr. Blaylock. And the way he came up with this term, excitotoxin, was because he found that MSG in particular overexcites your cells to the point of damage. That's his quote. So this, this MSG, it's a glutamic acid 
which is also a neurotransmitter that the body would naturally produce to trigger certain functions. And abnormal performance of those glutamate receptors has been linked to certain neurological diseases, according to a statement released by the FDA. So if you're looking to change another habit to take your health to the next level, if you're in the habit of reading labels or if you're not in the habit of reading labels, now might be a great time to make some enhancements on that practice so that you can have a checklist that allows you to avoid very targeted things that may otherwise derail your track to health and vitality. That's this week's Holistic Bite. <laughs> Wonderful. I love that. Overexcites your cells to damage until they're damaged. It's like partying too hard. Yes, Mark. And, and you know, interesting. You could relate. interestingly enough is even if you do your due diligence like you're doing Sita is if you're looking for uh, your products to be trans fat free it can say that it contains no trans fats on some labels and Mm. still actually contain trans fats in there because legally if it has yeah what's the level mark according to the FDA labeling uh, requirements if it has uh, five tenths of a milligram or less of trans fats per serving, then you don't need to list it. Then you don't need to list it. And yet, and yet that's per serving, right? right. I mean, people, for one, I don't know who controls the serving size. So maybe people have the opportunity, and I really don't know, this would be worth researching, but maybe the company has the opportunity to say, well, let's make the serving size smaller so that we don't have to disclose the trans fat. Even if that's not the case, it's rare that when you get a package of cookies and it says you can have two cookies and that's one serving and there's no trans fat, who eats two little cookies, honestly? (laughs) Or even like a cracker, right? Like a cracker or a potato chip or some sort of... And, and maybe there's a whole nother discussion there, but the reality is, is who eats, you know, a serving is uh, six potato chips is most people, if they buy a bag, they are eating, They're eating 26 chips. potato yeah. chips. Well, and for me, the biggest rule of thumb here is these three ingredients, hydrogenated oil, high fructose corn syrup, and MSG. These are highly processed ingredients. I mean, the first two maybe started out as something natural and then were highly processed later. The last one is something that was engineered. When you put something in your body that is that processed, that engineered, that far away from food in its state where it could spoil, <laughs> the further away you get from real food that actually helps the body and perform most its function. Often, actually, you get all three. That's, you know, it's not just oh, in the same one package. At a time, I know it's mostly true. If one is present, another one is present too. They're inexpensive. That's part of the reason. Yeah. Thank you, Sita. And as always, the Holistic Bite is brought to you by natural beauty company Echo Bella, very much in line with your theme today, Sita. Echo Bella offers a wonderful line of body care products and intelligent cosmetics. And of course, all of Echo Bella products are preservative-free, gluten-free, and cruelty-free. Check it out, echobella.com. Let us know what you think. Again, that website is E-C-C-O-B-E-L-L-A dot com. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. We had such a fun show on first date foods last week in which we all shared a little about our first dates and our experience of what makes a great first date food and what perhaps might not. First date food, keeping romance on the menu last week's episode and now available as a podcast on anorganicconversation.com and on iTunes if you missed it. Also, check out facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation for produce tips, recipes, updates, and much more. And we always love to hear from you. 
So keep sending us your comments and questions to share at anorganicconversation.com. Our topic today is what would nature do? Answers and solutions for success in life. And we are speaking with an expert on how to best use nature's literal and metaphorical wisdom as guidance to move successfully through our lives. With us now is Carrie Hone, the author of Nothing Bad Happens in Life, Nature's Way of Success, who's joining us from a place in the middle of nature, Lake Tahoe, California. Welcome to An Organic Conversation, Carrie. Thank you very much. I'm it's it's really great to have you. We've been um, you know, planning for the show and outlining the show and thinking about the show for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we came to you as the the perfect natural solution to what we wanted to talk about. Um, literal and metaphorical wisdom in nature. I want to start with that with you and and um, and ask you, it, it is both, right? You can find both literal and metaphorical meaning and wisdom in nature all the time. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, nature... Um, provides all sorts of, like when, whenever we meet difficulty, we can always just stop and say, well, how does nature do it? And we can use its processes, you know, metaphorically. Um, for example, we might look at gravity and what does that mean for us? And I see gravity related to, you know, commitment, and that's what pulls us towards whatever result we're trying to achieve. Um, and then we see things more literal, like, you know, rain and nature, and then sometimes we're sad and we cry, and I believe that makes our inner landscape more permeable. And we have to say, you know, what's the difference between rain out there and rain in here? It's, you know, growing a garden. <laughs> so it has both um, metaphorical and literal meanings. Those were some really good examples that you gave. Um, and I want to touch on that because I think that a lot of times when we look at nature, we're seeing a moment in time we're capturing this moment and it doesn't really change. It looks as it looks. And we think that that's how it always looks. And yet nature is always changing and improving. So these things that you, you mentioned, like the change of the weather, can you, can you tell us about some of the processes that are going on that are unseen? Well, um, you know, I think the one constant in nature is change. I mean, that's something, you know, that's constantly going on. And there, there are processes that we don't see. I think one of the best examples is, you know, people believe that plants have no consciousness, and yet if we took a time lapse of them, you know, over a day, we would watch their little solar panel leaves shifting as the sun is moving, and then we have to say, well, how is that not self-consciousness, you know? So there's things that happen at a rate that we're not aware of, and so, you know, we, we think that, you know, things are the same, and they're, they're really changing. Continents are shifting, islands are being born out of the sea. Um, and one of the best examples of the unseen or the power of nature in its unseen form is winter. And uh, I think it's a, it's a good um, analogy for patience. In fact, in Taoism, we say, you know, we carry on our back the yin, and in time we embrace the yang. You have to have the patience and dedication to the result before you can, uh, you know, achieve those, those results. And, e and even, like, at molecular levels within the human body, you know, proteins are meeting catalysts, and because of this sort of conflict thing that goes on, they, they can define their purpose, and, you know, that's kind of what happens with us as well. So there's, there's a lot of things going on at a lot of levels that we're not aware of, and yet it's always, you know, moving towards some, some better variation of what it was. And, you know, listening to you, it reminds me of uh, Helga is always constantly talking to Sita and I about soil, and we look at it and we walk on dirt all the time, and yet there's this 
life that's going on constantly that if you really look at the plants can't survive with all the, without these microorganisms doing what they do and and yet they're unseen in our daily lives and yet they're they're constantly moving and changing right and even like the example of rocks like we meet a rock and we think oh my gosh life's working against us but rocks and the soil actually help its irrigation and you know, there's there's things that appear bad that are really good. Mm. And one one thing I see living up in Lake Tahoe is in the winter, you can be out in the soil and you'll see these ice crystals. It's like you can just see the ground re regenerating itself, creating this like water ice crystal thing that pushes all the soil up and around, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and, and, and I just want to add to that. Um, you know, the metaphorical meaning or the more metaphorical message that we see. Um, you touched on that, Carrie. Um, is is literally literal. We have seasons, and we talked about that in our intro. There's there are many reasons why we have seasons. Um, eating the food that wants to come in to onto our plate, um, you know, dark green leafy vegetables in winter when the sun is at its weakest, um, to provide us with that steady stream of sunlight. Um, the stone fruit, the sweet things, melon. Um, lots of water uh, logged foods you know melons are, are a, a great way to stay hydrated during the summertime when we need hydration so it's being part of that cycle is actually incredibly literal if you if you stay within what is really occurring for you if you stay present to your natural surroundings yeah that, that's true like we say you know let nature set your table because like during during times where we oh, that's beautiful. require antihistamines, you know, the citrus fruits are out, or, or there's drying seeds like pumpkin seeds and pomegranate that come out when we're phlegmy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that is so great, yes. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I took right away from what you were saying about um, observing the changes of nature and talking about those changes in nature is the process of change that life is a catalyst and that you make a choice and you make a decision. I think as human beings, it's so easy to think and think and think and think and not make a choice. But I don't necessarily see nature thinking. I see nature is somehow, yeah, it's in sync. It's exactly what you said. It's plugged into some other wisdom that allows it to make choices and make changes instead of being stuck. And I, and I think that we too are instinctual. I mean, we do we we give up our instinct in in exchange for having organized thought. But we spend one third of our lives asleep, and when we're sleeping, we are more in touch with that instinctual nature. In fact, nature's blind to obstacles and except in how it tears them down. And in the same way, we can construct our own belief structures that come to impede our evolution. And while we dream, in fact, going back to the literal and metaphorical things in nature, when we dream of landslides and earthquakes, we're basically seeing, you know, a, a snapshot of our inner world going through transformation. So, you know, we, we don't spend much of the day being instinctual, but that one-third of our life, when we go back to sleep, it does seem like that mechanism still works for us and helps us move through our barriers. Yes, so true. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Wonkahi. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And we're in conversation with Carrie Hone, who's joining us from Lake Tahoe in the middle of nature in California, up there in the High Sierra. On our show, What Would Nature Do? Answers and Solutions for Success in Life. Carrie Honey is the author of Nothing Bad Happens in Life, Nature's Way of Success. So, Carrie, you know, in your book and on your website, you coined the term nature is set for success. And I was, what, what do you mean by that? 
Well, I believe that not only as, you know, as a creature or species, but just as a human, as an individual, I think nature's been committed to our success since the day we were born. You know, we are endowed with lots of adaptive mechanisms that will serve a, a purpose in some future time. And you know, nature doesn't lie. Nothing can hide from it. And, every, you know, I don't like to get into right or wrong. It just is. Nature's just trying variations. When we look at molecules, positive and negative electrons, what we would determine as conflict, it's really something about to jump to a higher level. So you can see that um, whatever it's doing, like I always say, nature doesn't use the word no. It uses words like let's try, we might fail, but in the process we'll be stronger. And I think one of the best examples of that is when cyanobacteria arrived on the earth and started using water for food and, and broke out the oxygen molecule and it was deadly to a lot of things that were existing at the time, but it, it's because of that oxygen and, you know, in the environment that allowed all the sea creatures to then, you know, come up on the land. So, so there can be things that look like failure that actually, you know, contribute to its long-term success. Yes, we want to talk about that instinct that we all carry um, and look for some other metaphors when we come back. Again, we are speaking with Carrie Honey, who, who authored Nothing Bad Happens in Life, Nature's Way of Success, in this hour of an organic conversation, what would nature do? Answers and solutions for success in life. Stay with us, Carrie. We'll be right back after the break. So lately, been wondering who will be there to take my place. SPUD stands for Sustainable Produce Urban Delivery. SPUD delivers the highest quality organic produce and the best locally sourced grocery items one can find directly to your doorstep. It's easy, it's convenient, and it supports your local economy. On every delivery day, SPUD takes at least 100 cars off the road that would have otherwise been driving to the grocery store. Reduce your carbon footprint, save time, and save money when grocery shopping with SPUD. Place your order today at spud.com. That's S-P-U-D dot com. At Eden Foods, we've always strived to have a strong, positive impact on farming practices and food processing techniques. As the oldest natural and organic food company in North America, our business practices and products endeavor to contribute to a peaceful evolution on Earth. We encourage everyone to be knowledgeable, discerning, and proactively involved buyers, as we are. Look for organic grains, beans, beverages, and more by Eden Foods at your local co-ops, natural food stores, and online at EdenFoods.com. Are you committed to green, socially responsible, and sustainable business practices? Percepticon can help with eco-friendly internet solutions, website design services, e-commerce solutions, mobile apps, and high-performance internet hosting for your business. Percepticon is a full-service agency that specializes in web consulting, strategy, and technology development, so you can successfully communicate with your audience. Lighten your tech footprint in a green hosting environment. Call Percepticon today at 925-937-9000 or visit them at Percepticon. And we are back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic today is what would nature do? Answers and solutions for success in life. We're speaking with Carrie Hone, who uh, wrote Nothing Bad Happens in Life, Nature's Way of Success. Her website is um, Way of Dao, that's W A Y of T A O dot com, uh, who's joining us today from 
Lake Tahoe, beautiful Lake Tahoe, California, in the middle of nature. And I'm sure, Carrie, you, you're, you're, when you walk through nature, you're seeing your very work unfold in front of you at every moment. Definitely. <laughs> every I want to go on a nature walk with you. <laughs> um, t- tell us about your work. What do you do in your work? Um, how do you apply your wisdom and your observations? Well, um, first and foremost, um, I, you know, I, I kind of, you know, the way of Tao is basically, Tao is sort of one of the few philosophies, let's say, that allows nature to be the teacher as opposed to trying to personify it or make it have human characteristics. You know, they, they basically, you know, looked at nature and all of its processes and cycles to understand the human journey. And I use a lot of nature's processes as inspiration. I do it with healing work or that book, Nothing Bad Happens in Life, is, you know, came out during the time when we were going through a lot of difficult economic times. But, you know, everything has a purpose. We may not understand it at the time, but it's leading us towards something better. And uh, I also do, I also use some of the principles from nature actually with businesses to teach, teach businesses how to have sustainable growth based on, you know, some of the principles from nature, like conflict is a powerful catalyst for growth and that it thrives through, nature thrives through win-win dynamics. Um, Increase and decrease are constantly occurring when we look at nature, so we shouldn't be afraid of recessions or that that could be a time to build something new. So I'm basically, you know, I write a lot about nature as a teacher and 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 it's funny too because when people say well how are we related to nature well we are a part of nature yeah that would be that was my next question when you do your work and you speak of of the guidance that nature provides there's still a delineation between nature out there and what we can learn from it and what it shows us and then applying that to our lives um where does it start to have you seen the transformation where the life actually becomes part of that nature, where it's not even, there's no separation. You you are part of it. You don't really need to observe it because, um, you know, in that instinct that we all have that you touched on, we are living nature beings. Right, and, that, and I think that's another one of the principles from Taoism is how to be present. It's not about doing right. You know, Taoism wants you to be spontaneous. It wants you to exercise all of your crazy kookiness so that you can discover you know, Tao active in you. You have an authentic face. You're not meant to be like everyone else. Just do your thing, you know. But I think being present, letting, you know, every day being reborn. Okay, yesterday was yesterday. Tomorrow we can't know what that's going to be. So why not just arrive today and let all the things, all the synchronistic things that are unfolding, let them work with us the same way, you know, that the wind will blow through a tree and remove a leaf. And speaking of something speaking of crazy cookiness, we have a Dow master here. Mark, <laughs> what do you have to say to that? <laughs> Actually, Mark, before you ask your question, I want to ask her a quick question about Dow and Tao, because I, I wasn't sure if it was pronounced with a T. I've heard people say Taoism, but then I also hear people say Tao. Can you clarify that for us and our listeners? Yeah, I mean, it's, the T is basically pronounced like a D in Chinese. It's, it's, it would be called Taoism would be the proper pronunciation, but it's spelled T-A-O. Or you can find it spelled D-A-O, but it's the same thing. And, Great, thank you. And so I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking that when I get too busy and I'm in my office all the time or in my car, I find that my thought process tends to go a certain way. And when I get out and make sure I take a walk every day, my thought process tends to uh, go a different way. And do you think that our in, our natural instincts 
are awakened because of just being in the natural world or that nature uh, you know, continues to invite us to be there, we just have to be open to that invitation? Yeah, I, I think that um, when we get into nature, I think that we just base, you know, like where we started the conversation, that we start to remember that we're just like birds and the frogs and we're just creatures, you know, trying to get our needs met, <laughs> you know, wandering around. I think nature sometimes will just settle us down to what's really important and what's only important is what we need now. And it's not, you know, we don't need to have a lot of assumptions about what success might look and feel like or to be right for us. Sometimes just being present and enjoying the breath and nature and the wind blowing through us, literally through us, like removing all of the worries and aggravations and things that we hold on to. You know, I always, I use the tree a lot in my work because, you know, the tree has to go through cycles that could that would seem frightening to a human being like all of a sudden it's stripped naked of everything you know and but but if it wasn't like if you've ever seen a tree that wasn't allowed to lose its leaves before it was tied up at winter the next season it doesn't have anywhere near the growth and and we have the idea that sometimes you have to cut back to be healthy you know mm. you, you prune trees and cut them back in order to get abundant growth or you don't overwater you know, so it teaches us a lot about just balance. And, and like we were saying before, the, the, the types of foods that grow during the year seem to be, you know, relevant to what we need health-wise. And, and if we just stand in the moment in nature and just let it be, let, and, and they say don't do, just, just be, you know. And the, the lesson from the tree, um, you know, there, there's the, I, I love that kind of ping-pong back between metaphorical observing a tree and, and then finding that space in our human lives of course we are not a tree but um our lives are uh, in the same cycles in the same rhythms um of of uh, you know with the sun as you said spring summer winter the seasons it's all that all applies to us too however well our house may be heated throughout the year or cooled down and kept at the same temperature there's something bigger that is occurring that is true for us right. and and affects our lives and so the, the time of dormantness in winter, whenever we choose it um, with the fading light, you know, ideally in, in a time when uh, during winter, uh, during those winter months, um, has a wonderful healing effect. And if we really listen to it, that's the time when we want to curl up with a tea and a book anyway. It's really our natural state that is informed by what is occurring. Right. And if we spend our life just doing, we don't have the enjoyment of enjoying our success or what we've accomplished. I mean, I think... We, we, we go through periods of building, but we also need to step back sometimes and reflect in order to then move Absolutely. forward in a better, more productive way, let's say. Yes. So let's say that you are having to decide on a difficult set of circumstances, a difficult choice in life, and you want to look towards nature to share its infinite wisdom and patience and action with you. And you go out and you look for something to teach you. What what might you look for, and what might that signal in you as far as how to apply that wisdom to your situation? Well, sometimes um, I see in nature that things that don't appear to be good that end up being good. You know, like like a forest fire, we don't understand it at the time, but little saplings are able to survive because of it. In fact, manzanita seeds require the fire in order to germinate. So, so I think like sometimes when you meet difficulty. Um, like there's there's two ways of going. You can take the easy way or you can take the difficult way. And sometimes 
if you're committed to growth, sometimes it has to be the, the path that looks the most fearful. If you, if you really want to evolve to a higher level, sometimes you have to overcome your fear and meet that thing that seems to be bad or that will tear you down. But when you're able to then, you know, learn from it, kind of like conflict, when, when, when two human beings meet and have some sort of conflict, a third variation of something unique comes by those two people working together. So I just, you know, I think with nature always moving towards success, sometimes looking like it's not always the easiest way, um, sometimes, you know, I, I always say, like, if you want to know which way to go, follow the path of fear, you know, <laughs> overcome mm. your fears and every day. <laughs> yeah, that, that brings up, you know, for me, um, difficult or easy, it's not easy to live with easy solutions sometimes. Right. Um, so, you know, difficult and easy, I think, um, you know, what nature teaches us is what is true, which right. way is true. And sometimes uh, the easy way is also difficult. You know, like if we say, which is the easy way? It's the, it, that's the way that's manifesting for that's us right. right now. It might be scaring us. And the, and the reason that I would say fear would be a good, you know, thing to challenge each day is because that's what I see dreams doing every night. It's our fears that we're overcoming in our dreams. And, you know, so whatever we're not accomplishing over three months, you know, trying to avoid the inevitable, it's being processed in our dreams. So it does seem like all through, you know, every single element and, and creature and species in life is being um, cultivated to be stronger, better, and unique. You know, we, we can get caught up in trying to be like everyone else and get so far from who we really are. If we follow our heart and our passion, then we're back in nature. We're yes. doing what nature designed us to do. We're unique even to our family because we are a variation of our mother and father that's not like our brothers and sisters. We're all unique. And Carrie, um, th you know, this we have an hour show sometimes, or often I wish it was four hours. This is one of those moments. Where <laughs> 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 um, beautiful. We just touched on your incredible work, um, which people can follow at Way of TAO, wayofdao.com. Um, uh, and you're also the author of Nothing Bad Happens in Life, Nature's Way of Success. Uh, what an insightful, uh, short view on the world of nature and what it can teach us. Thank you so much for joining us Thank today. It's so really a pleasure to have you. Show. Wonderful conversation. Okay, thank, thank, thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Bye-bye. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I think we like when she just started with families, there's just so many layers of life. Well, I think, yeah, I think we'll have to be, revisit it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have to. Um, well, that's um, What Would Nature Do? Our show today, Answers and Solutions for Success in Life. And What Would Nature Do? Again, there's a reason for the seasons, and we will learn what's in season and why from Mark coming up in just a minute. Stay tuned. What's in season is coming up next. Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. Working from home is awesome, except when it's not. 
If you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co-working is the answer. Next Space is a co-working company with offices in L.A. and the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built-in community, and great networking opportunities at NextSpace. Visit nextspace.us for more information. NextSpace. Your best work happens here. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family-owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And coming up now is a look at the reason for the season. Here is what's in season with our, our very own Mark Mulcahy. Mark, what's in season? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> luckily, you have some help, right? There's help on the line. <laughs> I've never said that. I figured, what the heck? Um, well, t- you know, it's the end of it's the end of June. We're coming upon Fourth of July, so you know, I started thinking about okay, well, watermelon and corn and tomatoes and you know and cherries and you know what's going on out there in the market. Uh, and so I thought, who should I ask about this? And then I thought, aha, Earl Herrick, the voice of the San Francisco produce market from Earl's Organic Produce. Yeah. He would be the guy who could tell me what's going on. It is a tweener yeah. season, yes. It's yeah, Earl, what's good? What's going on? Phil, Phil is in. Hey, Earl. Uh, hey, uh, well, <laughs> Mark, you, you got me right there. Um, we had a show on goofiness and letting your silliness out, and Mark got a master's so. this hour. But uh, yes, well, Phil, Phil is in. What a, what a wonderful time of year. Again, I mean, we're kind of continually in it. Um, but Fourth of July... In the in the food business, it's one of the top three um, three seasons, uh, and and the beauty of of course is that it, it's right in the middle of all these beautiful all fruits and vegetables. For, when I think of Fourth of July, for me the first thing that comes up is corn on the cob. I mean, it's it is just right there. You know, we as a kid we had these little plastic things used to press in on each side, right, and, and eat the corn on the cob. And this is a great season for corn. We've just recently got into the middle of the valley in California, that's in the Stockton area, and and it is renowned for the some of the best corn in California. And you're going to run into the three main varieties: white, yellow, and bicolor. And the season's good. It's in good production. There's uh, uh, the weather's been perfect and the price is right. So corn is in abundance. And, and uh, you want to just ask me, I never got this starch thing. I know when you drop an ear in the field, leave it because it's not worth picking. <laughs> Some people say, um, I honestly, I don't, how do you do it? You eat it, bef- you buy it yeah. right before you put it on the barbecue, Mark? What is the? <laughs> well, so Earl, Earl can chime in, but uh, yeah. they have actually, that used to be really, really true. And they've yeah. developed these super sweet varieties now that hold their sugar longer. longer. Oh. So you, it's still, Thank I you. still think it's a good idea. <laughs> I still think <laughs> it's a good idea that. to <laughs> eat your corn 
Quick. as soon as possible. Yeah. I still think that that is a good thing to go by. But a lot of the varieties you can get home, put in your fridge, and eat within a couple of days and still be okay yeah. as long as it's been kept cold. And Even when you're standing at the barbecue and Earl is there, eat it as quickly as you can. Yeah. If otherwise you it's can. Gone. <laughs> if you can. Well, we, you know, I want to really uh, mention this because as a buyer on the market, historically that was the most difficult uh, commodity to buy before the development of the super sweet variety because the super sweet variety is highly developed sweetness and sugar where you cannot buy a bad ear of corn. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, you would have to uh, strip down the ear of the corn and make sure, first of all, it was all, it was all brightly green. And then you look at the, each individual kernel, and if there was any dryness at all, it would, it would shrink and become in, you know, con, concave. So you would press, if that was perfect, then you would then have to press your fingernail into it. And if it didn't give immediately, that wasn't worth buying. It had to be that tender. Oh, Earl, this is one of those moments where... The first time ever, maybe, where I don't envy your job. Wow, I don't know how you managed over the years to buy the perfect corn with that much management. I can only imagine that you did get once in a while a shipment that was not that was already too late to be shipped out. But let's move on to other crops because I want to ask you. I'm burning to ask you about um, cherries. The cherry season is here. I had some cherries that were absolutely decent, nothing bad about it, but we talked about Bing is king, and the king is still waiting for me. What's what's happening in cherries? the, you know, the, the king, um, not a lot of people know this, but the king arrives twice. It first arrives in, from California, and then it goes up north and arrives again out of Oregon and Washington. So I think it arrived when you were in Hawaii. Oh, really? I yeah. think so. Yeah, people I were bringing that. in king in all, all, all those missed, weeks. I, I actually, yeah, I was in, in Germany f- for a family visit, too. So I was out for, you know, two and a half weeks. That was the window right. of cherries? That was, that was the bing. Right. For the year? Well, that was, that was the California crop. Right now, you can still get a, uh, if you go out immediately, you can still find a northwest bing. And I know and we had some rain. Are good cherries coming back, or is this well, the end of the season now? Well, well yeah, in, a, in a bigger picture, this has not been the greatest year for cherries because uh, California did okay. It got a little rain. It, it impacted the market a little bit, but up north in Washington, Oregon, they, they got a lot of rain. It definitely uh, damaged uh, a fair supply, and that, that meant there's obviously less product, and the prices is a little higher than you want to get. Sure. And, it's not, and it's very difficult to come by. The supply is definitely lower. Yeah. Well, and so knowing that, so go get your cherries now if you yeah. want to finish up the cherry season on a good note. And lastly, Earl, we've only got a minute, but are, are there going to be watermelons? Are there going to be good watermelons yeah. for the fourth? Are they going to be a decent price? What's the crop look like? Yeah, the crop is great. Out of, it's, it's come from the desert up into the southern San Joaquin Valley out of Fresno and Bakersfield. Lots of good watermelons. You can find uh, yellow seedless, uh, a red seedless. You're going to find seedless. You're going to find many seedless. A great year. Um, there's, there should be a fair amount of pr- uh, promotion going on. And, again, um, that's a product that you can eat at room temperature, but a little cold is really great, too, especially if you got a nice hot Fourth uh, of July weekend, and the entire country seems to be—it's—it's it's not just California, but really—I um, mean, looking at the produce departments in California, they are packed. I can only imagine now, oh. end of June, that is kind of the theme uh, of produce: stone fruit coming in, yeah. and some amazing, amazing yellow nectarines. Uh, yes, you know, I'm sure they were good last year, but wow, this is uh, the really the perfect piece of fruit. 
um, that I had just a couple of days ago, uh, mouth stopping or whatever you call that. Well, the other thing, I, I don't generally... think that's worked yet. Mouth stopping, no. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor Crest, that's a great old-time variety peach that's going to come out. That's a wonderful uh, piece of fruit. If you can find, as for a Flavor Crest yellow peach, you'll, you'll really enjoy it. Okay, wow. Well, Earl, as, as always, it's a pleasure. So Looking forward to the, to the holiday and lots of great produce. And we will give you a call next week to just have you impart your produce wisdom. Yeah, we right after the <laughs> Good fourth, idea. We'll still be enjoying it. Great. Okay. 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 Thanks, right. Thanks so much, Thanks, Earl. Earl. See you at the grill party. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, wonderful. What's in season? And it is true. Blueberries, right? Even the Blueberries watermelons really he right touched now. on. Blue, uh, mm-hmm. Watermelons. The, um, there was one seedless watermelons. Not just sweet, but so flavorful and mm-hmm. so juicy. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, we're almost out of time, but I do have an organic moment, which is something that I didn't get to in um, for a few weeks now. So I'm excited and actually... My organic moment today is Sita. Sita, you have something you want to share. <laughs> well, it hardly seems fair. You've had an organic moment, and now you're turning oh, it over to me. But I'm totally happy. Well, I was really, really moved by what our guest, Carrie Hone, from The Way of Tao, was saying about how looking at nature can sometimes can sometimes encourage us to choose the path of fear, choose what is fearful, because that may be the path to growth. And I, I subscribe to this email service that's called Notes from the Universe. Um, you can get that on tut.com, T-U-T.com. And every day I get a little bit of wisdom. And the other day I got this. It so reminded me of what our guest said that I, I was so thrilled to share it. And this is what it says. It says, fear is, being, is like being invited to a party by a complete stranger to celebrate the life of someone you've never met when you had other plans. Should you choose to attend, however irrational it may seem, upon presenting your invitation at the gate, you'd notice that it was written in your own handwriting. Then you'd be warmly greeted by the most wonderful, familiar faces, everyone so excited, like you, because it turns out you're about to meet the person you've always dreamed you'd one day become. I couldn't have done it much better. Thank you, Sita. That was Sita's organic moment um, as a guest reader mm-hmm. in this week's episode. What would nature do? And yes, I think the goal to, to be to become the best version of yourself in this lifetime is really um, what it's all about. And nature is, as natural beings we are, nature is such a great environment to find that. And what I really loved about what Carrie said is that we get that invitation every day. And that... We just have to accept it. And that, uh, I think that was the most powerful piece there for me. Which is not easy at times. Or to even know that you even got the invitation. (laughs) (laughs) And that it was written in your own handwriting. Well, something that stuck out for me on that note is the amount of trust that we are called to have. I think nature has trust. I don't know that nature could not have trust. But nature is also in some ways much older than we are. It has a longer timeline. I mean, a tree lives many more years sometimes than a human does. So when we want something to happen immediately or we want to understand why something happened immediately, nature knows that it has a purpose that may play out longer than we, we as can humans. find on the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In four milliseconds. Yeah, very true. That was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, What Would Nature Do? Um, answers and Solutions for Success in Life with our guest, Carrie Hone. Again, her website is wayoftao.com. She's also the author of Nothing Bad Happens in Life, Nature's Way of Success. Great guidance there left and right 
Well, Mark, we're almost out of time, but what are your plans for 4th of July coming up? Eat watermelon. In, eat in, nectarines. Yeah. Interdependence Eat peaches. Day. <laughs> eat grapes. How's that any different than any other week? <laughs> no, really. Do you have, do you have any plans? I'm, I'm going to be up in Montana, so I'm going to take in... Uh, in nature. And try to get uh, out to the river. Absolutely. <laughs> How about you? Really? Out to the river? What yeah. kind of snake river? Well, uh, there's lots of rivers up there. The Missouri's there, so I'm going to see. I'm going to go explore that a little bit. In a canoe or what? I'm I'm trying to see what I can work out. It might just be a bike, or just might be uh, camping out alongside. Uh, canoe. I guess you guys say canoe. We say I, canoe. Uh, we, my people. <laughs> we, your people in Germany. <laughs> you know, I love the idea of on Independence Day, where we are grateful for having the independence in this beautiful country that we came to have. That we spend it in this beautiful country that we. I know, in, and so. um, yeah, wherever you are, there's so many beautiful, beautiful areas right next door that you often actually don't go to. People travel 5,000 miles to go to, you know, a park, a, a national park, and and you live two hours away and you just don't get there if you don't get there. So, yes, that's the be in nature, of course, aligned with t- today's theme. Um, happy 4th of July, everyone. Yes, happy 4th. Thanks for listening. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger. Studio engineer, Robert Costa. Underwriting production, Mark Van Gelder. Thank you all. If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or organicconversation.com. And you can follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg. Mark Mulcahy. And Sita Ronnie Palomar. And we'll be back right here, same place, same time next week. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.